Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. The guys take a lighter note today to talk about some of skiing's unwritten rules and some common etiquette to think about this summer when you're out skiing. Slalom skiers just, I don't know if it has to do with the repetitive nature of the sport, but I mean, most of us are bordering on some level of neurosis to begin with, right? I mean, <laughs> OCD, baby. I mean, neurotic, obsessive, you know? So I, I think like you, you kind of enter into that world and it's, it's, uh, it's easy to inadvertently step on people's toes because, you know, people have these rituals and routines and, and, you know, not for a minute suggesting that, you know, that we're not having fun and you shouldn't be having fun, but there, there's some, there's some, you know, on the surface, or if you're a little bit newer to the sport, or even if, you know, it's just things you haven't picked up on there, there are certain, maybe it's etiquette, you know, there's certain almost unwritten rules or certain expectations when it comes to, you know, skiing and, and being around your ski partners and, and, you know, being a contributing member and, and even, even goes into, you know, as far as tournaments. So I thought like, um, you know, you likened it to, to surfing, like the, you know, the most stressful thing about surfing, um, is not knowing what the heck you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> you know, like whose toes am I stepping on? Like, am I going to get punched? And, and, you know, am, am I like the, you know, the kook out here who's just annoying everyone or, you know, so I think like, I don't know, let's just walk through some of this stuff. There's, you know, again, it's not, not that, it, you know, it needs to be, you know, stifled to the point where you're afraid of, you know, doing or saying the wrong thing, but there's like, I mean, there's mistakes I know I've made and there's things I know I appreciate when it comes to ski partners. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things that the more you're comfortable, the more, the easier it is for you to, you know, to be able to go and do what you love. And, you know, like we've talked about with surfing, you know, I'm super intimidated (laughs) to just, you know, want to fly somewhere that I heard there's a good, you know, beginner break. I'm, you know, I'm more of a beginner surfer, but like, even the fact like me just going and renting a board and showing up at a beach by myself and trying to figure it out, you know, and, and all of a sudden there's, you know, a lineup out there of, you know, I don't, it doesn't even matter for me if there's six guys out or six surfers out there, men or women, you know, that to me, like I look at it and I just look at the situation and I go, Hmm, what am I supposed (laughs) to do? Is this my wave? Is this their wave? So, you know, I think what this is really meant to do is help all of us just kind of, you know, go over, certain ones that you and I come up with, I I guarantee we won't even scratch the surface of this. I guarantee our listeners will, at the end of this, will go, you guys forgot these huge main ones. So, you know, we're just going to wrap off stuff that, you know, comes to our mind as we go. And, uh, you know, we can, we can, you know, evolve this over time, you know, maybe, maybe if if there's a season three, you know, maybe we'll get (laughs) back into it. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, anyway, I think it's just a matter of it, but I think, you know, I'll, I'll, I think you, what well, I think the idea here is you and I just spit back and forth, you know, concepts and we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, I mean, ultimately it's the same thing that I've learned in relationships. It's the same thing I've learned with, uh, your ski partners. And that is communication. That's good. Is everything, yeah. Right. You know, just, just, I mean, if you don't know, don't assume, you know, that's, that's just not the, that's not the road to go. So anyway, uh, well, yeah, you, okay, well, you, well, you said that perfectly, like, you know, like, so you're, you know, it, it is a relationship. So I think like the first one is, is, is understanding expectations. So let's just go like, you know, on a base level, you, you know, um, 
because, you know, this is, you know, it's an individual sport, but you obviously have to do it in groups, small groups, you know, at least two people if you're on a private lake. Um, I think it's understanding like what's expected of you. So, you know, the, I think the, 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 the most obvious one is, you know, okay, like what I'm going to show up tomorrow. Hey, like what, what, what do you need? What can I do? Do you want, do you want me to bring gas? Do you, or do you have gas on site and you want me to, 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 to pay cash? You know, I, I think like getting that. And like you said, communication is key. So get that right out in the open to begin with. And, and, you know, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of universal rule, if you don't know is, is bring five gallons of gas, you, you know, um, that's, that, that's kind of seems almost like a timeless trade. You know, if, if, you know, mixing up ski partners and, and, uh, you know, five gallons of gas per set kind of thing, even though, so then, you know, you're kind of like, and you said how it kind of, it kind of reflects life, you know, bring more than, than what, what you intend to use type of thing, you know? So, I, I mean, a lot of sets are only going to be about a gallon and a half, but bring, bring five gallons, find out what kind of gas they're using. A lot of people use premium in their boats. I would never bring anything nice, but premium. Me too. Just, just, <laughs> I mean, just, just, just because, you know, like that's what I put in, that's what yeah. I put in my boat and that's what I would expect, you know, you know, I mean, are, are those just, just to go on a side tangent on that, you know, a lot of these motors are, you know, high performance motors. Yeah. So just want to make sure you're putting in what it is that people, you know, want. And, and I, that, that's, that's the key, you know, and I, the only thing I would say to that is I, that is the unspoken mm-hmm. rule. I totally like that. I mean, back in the day, you know, that's what, that's what we did. And it seems like it, it holds true. The only thing I would say is if, you know, a, if you can switch, switch on and off yeah. boats, like if you own a boat and your, your ski partner owns a boat, then trading gas makes a lot yeah. of sense, right? Like you both are paying insurance on boats. You're both paying to store your boats in the winter. You're both paying to service your stuff. Just remember, you know, if you're skiing with somebody that owns the boat and you don't own a boat, you have very little cash outlay to go water skiing. <laughs> and, and you have to realize that the person you're skiing with, let's just say if they have a new boat, you know, they're, they're in it 80 to a hundred thousand bucks plus insurance. Plus, like I said, boat storage plus maintenance plus gas. So just make sure, you know, don't assume I bring that. I, what I do is I would bring that. If I didn't talk to the person previously and let's say we were meeting early and I didn't know, then I would bring, you know, my six gallons of gas and I would also bring yeah. cash. Just make sure that I don't get there and go, oh man, sorry, <laughs> you know, but I think that's why, that's why what we're saying is make sure you have the conversation before, because, um, you know, if you're going out to ski one time with somebody, this, all of this works great. If you're skiing four days a week and you're doing this, you might, you know, you need to have a different yeah. conversation because you're putting a lot more hours yeah. on him. And all of that. So, you know, I just try to, I just always try to make sure I communicate before we, before we get there and definitely before we ski, um, unless it, you know, unless it's, you know, for me and you, that's just kind of, I would still do it with you. Oh yeah. No, yeah, I would too. I would. I'd be like, Trent, what do you want, man? How can I, how can I help? Uh, awesome. You know. Okay. So, that, like, so that's, you know, that's sort of like just kind of laying the groundwork and that, I mean, that's mostly applicable, um, you know, to, to like kind of new arrangements. Cause you know, obviously, or unless you've just been neglecting this for years and now you're also like, Oh man, I'm that guy. Um, okay. So like, no, that's okay yeah. though. If you are that guy, it's it, now is the time yeah. to adjust. And, and you know what, if this, if, if you haven't, if you haven't made a discussion, if you haven't had this discussion, do it, do it yearly, do it. You know that's what I mean? Point. Like if you haven't yeah, had it a in a point. few years, check yeah. back in, man, check back in there. I've heard stories of people who, you know, they, 
they got into the sport, they went and got their bow, you know, and then organically, you know, it, it turns out that, you know, this person ends up with the nicest bow and, you know, this person is paying for the gas. And at first they're really stoked just to have people to ski with and do all that. And so everybody gets really comfortable with the situation. And then, you know, after a year or two or three or whenever that point is, the boat owners looking around going like, wait a second, I buy all the course materials. <laughs> I do all of this. I have all this outlay. And then, you know, in a, in essence, what ends up starting to happen is this freeloader type of feeling. And you don't ever want to get to that place. So that's what that's what this is about. That and you know that's what this kind of episode yeah. is really yeah, about. Yeah. So okay. So then let's let's jump ahead. Then you know. So now like you you have this arrangement. <clears throat> um, you know, you kind of that, that is all out in the open, and 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 you know everything's everything's uh, favorable in that regard. There's there there's just like a lot of things. You know, the, just the minutia that of the day to day. So I mean, the first one for me, like like you know, can okay, you show up? You know, we're gonna assume you're on time and and all that. But again, I mean, you know, this is mostly. Skiing is usually happening amongst friends anyway. So I'm, you know, I'm sure that's part's taken care of. Get to the dock. The, the, the first, I mean, the first thing for me when I, when I'm about to hop in someone's boat is, is whoever owns a boat. I look at, I look at their feet. <laughs> if, if they're wearing shoes in the boat, I'll ask, is this, you know, is, it, is this shoes on or shoes off in your boat? Um, if they're not wearing shoes, I'm going to assume that's why and the shoes are coming off. And like, for me, even if it's freezing cold, you know, I am, um, I'm a no shoes in the boat guy. Um, you know, it, it, as it relates to my boat, no shoes in my boat it drives me nuts. And in, in anyone else's boat, man, I'll never get in with my shoes on. Uh, and that was actually a hard one. That was, and there, that was one I had to break because I grew up in Canada where, you know, I mean, often we'd be skiing in upper thirties. So like shoes in the boat in Canada was just kind of a thing you did because, you know, trying to stave off, um, you know, um, frostbite. <laughs> so that was something there. So there, like, yeah, so yeah. like reflection when I moved down here, like I remember hopping in, in my, my buddy, Mark Austin's boat. And he's like, Ooh, man, my wife is not going to be stoked. You know? And I was in my twenties and, and I was just like, ah, so there, like, I, you know, I learned that lesson that day. Um, so that, that's a big one for me. Just look around you, look at the owner, the guy that owns a boat, look at his feet. Yep, exactly. I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up in Vermont where you had to, you know, on public water where, you know, you load the boat, you load your gear in the boat and you are based out yeah. of the boat. You know, that is what you do. So, you know, we, shoes were off definitely a hundred percent. And, uh, that was, that was that. And then, you know, when I ran ski school, I was a little different, you know, like I, I looked at my boat as a, as yeah. a tool, you know, and I, and I had, I, you know, every Sunday I did boat cleaning and, and, uh, that kind of aspect. So for me, when I was running ski school, you know, at, at ski school, I wore my shoes in the boat some. And so when anybody would ask, I would say, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Unless I, you know, obviously if I saw their <laughs> shoes were dirty <laughs> yeah. or something, you're like, yo, you got to clean that crap off. But you know, you know, to go on top of that one would be, you know, maybe even watch when you're walking yeah. on the dock, like what is there, is there a bucket at the beginning of the dock? What is that for? You know, is there a bucket of water there? Like a tray? I mean, that's, I used to use stuff like that. Like I had a, I had a tray bucket there. And if you came down with your shoes or your bare feet, you step in the water, get the, get the most of the dirt off into the bucket and then yeah. walk onto the dock, you know? So just, I think that's just global being yeah. globally aware, you know? I mean, I think that's that. And then going back to that story, you know, what I did learn about letting people wear shoes in the boat is it's, it's actually, it's insanely, it, there's an insane amount of dirt that will get into the boat, regardless of how careful yeah. you are. 
So you are adding work. So if if that is the case, then then be the guy that offers to uh, help during <laughs> boat cleaning. You know, to make sure that we are yeah. we are doing yeah. that. So uh, and then something you something you said earlier, I thought was actually you kind of brazed right by it, and I, I and I, it's fine. But I just you know when you when you make yeah. a time, if you guys are going to meet at eight, you know what? When I say meet at eight, unless you uh, you know clarify otherwise. That usually means like, let's get rolling around eight. So, you know, how about we, you know, I guess I would just say be on time or, or early, you know, and be ready. You know, I, I just, that, I, it's always a bummer when, when, uh, you get there and you're waiting on your, your ski partner and they're not showing up and they show up 30 minutes late and it turns out that day you're on a time frame. This all goes back to just, just communication, right? Like if I'm running late, uh, you know, I ski with, uh, Mike and Nick Parsons a bunch and, and we're very organic with the timeframes and stuff. So it's not that stressful, but if I'm running late, I just, you know, call or send a text or whatever and say, Hey, super sorry. I'm, I'm running late. I'm here. Not at the time we're supposed to be, <laughs> you know I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do it before I know uh, if I can, I'll do it before I know they're yeah. going to leave the house, you know, or whatever. That's so it. just yeah. give them a heads up that way. Yeah. And can... you're right. I shouldn't have breezed over that because, because we've talked in, you know, at length about how, you know, especially you know, especially if you're getting close to tournament time and, and this is, you know, while it is, you know, recreation, it's getting close to that kind of training me- mindset there. Yeah. We, we talked at length about how, you know, it, like if you plan on skiing at nine fifteen, then, you know, especially getting closer to tournament time, make sure that, you know, that you're warming up at <clears throat> eight forty five and da da So yeah, you'd hate to throw someone out of their rhythm. Um, and, and at least without giving them a heads up. Yeah. It's a really good point. And then, you know, moving on. Wait, is it my turn um, or your turn? I think it's my Okay, it's my turn. Okay, turn. So, we, so we got that going on. So, so then now next, I think that now the next kind of thing that I like to keep in mind is is defining roles, you know? Like don't, well, don't assume that you're riding in the boat. Don't you don't assume that you're driving. Like I, I just think, you know, even, even, you know, with good ski buddies, like, you, you know, you want me to drive? I'll always ask somebody that, you know? Um or do you want, do you want me to ride? And, and sometimes the answer is no, you know, like there's just certain dynamics and certain things with certain, you know, you know, ski partners or ski relationships where it's like, I'm not as comfortable when that guy rides or, you know, and I'm like that too. There's, you know, like some days I'm just like, ah, you know what? Like today I, I kind of want to only see the back of my driver's head, you know, like no offense to you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, today I feel like being alone. Um, and, and and, you know, I, I think it's not, a, it's not even a big deal. I don't think it's that offensive to have to tell someone when they ask. Conversely, you know, someone plops down in the boat. It, now it is uncomfortable for me to, to ask you to get out. And again, I, I rarely do that. But, but I think, you know, ask the rules. What, what, uh, what's happening today? What, you want me to drive? You want me to, you want me to watch? You, know, you want me to stay here? Hey, I, yeah, exactly. That goes back to, you know, our original thing of yeah. communication. But, you know, being guys like it, this probably doesn't um probably doesn't pertain to a lot of our listeners but you know that it it is this is common yeah. courtesy and so you know especially if you're at a private lake where you can jump in and out of the boat and all of that you know it, that's the skier's time to go do their thing and i learned this lesson big time you know i i have to I always had people that wanted to ride sure. in the boat and that is that, and it's great. And I understand why they wanted to ride in the boat. And there's a time and a place that I'm very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but as I was getting closer and closer to tournament time and I was trying to do my thing, I wanted to keep my distractions to a minimum. 
And I'll tell you honestly, and, and this is probably weakness from my end, but when I have somebody in the boat that isn't a normal rider, um, you know, maybe, maybe it is that we were sitting on the dock and I was talking to them about an aspect of their skiing, or, you know, maybe I coached them a couple sets. And so we're working on things together. Well, guess what? When I go out there, then when I go out to ski, I'm conscious that they're in the boat, that they're in the boat. And so what am I going to try to highlight? I'm going to try to highlight those areas that I was working on with them. Well, guess what? That doesn't pertain to me. And so now I'm, you know, I'm taking myself out of my rhythm. I may have a not as stellar set. And, you know, like I said, there's a, there's a time and a place for that. And I think you nailed it on the head. It's much easier to have the conversation (laughs) before, before stepping in the boat. That's an easy, like, Hey, I'd actually rather not. Um, then I, you know, and I can't, I mean, I can't tell you the hundreds of times I've done this and, and it's, it just is. And I'll be like, Hey man, I'm actually going to take this one by myself and no offense, it's no so offense, awkward. you know, it's not like I don't like you. It's not, it just, it just gets awkward and, and so avoidable. And it's, and so it's, avoidable. Not, it's so avoidable. Exactly. So, uh, so now let's, uh, let's take that one and say, okay, uh, whoever that you do want let's say, let's just say someone, uh, a, a friend of a friend asked to ride. Right. And so now you're like, yeah, you know what today? That's totally cool. Now we got to talk about what is it that you should, what, what, what are some things that people do in the boat that you yeah. could do without? Yeah. Well, so what, what is your role? Right. right? So, <clears throat> you know, and even if it is your regular ski partner, like, and this one's, this one's actually really important to me. Like <clears throat> don't, don't, again, don't assume, right? Don't assume that, that, that whoever you're watching that day wants intensive, in-depth analytical coaching, you know, I think that's a mistake a lot of ski partners make. And, and, and I, I, it comes out from a really good place, but it's, you know, don't assume that everyone wants a, you know, a two and a half minute, you know, thesis presentation at the end of every pass. And, and sometimes they do, like some people are a sponge, man, they want everything. But I I think, again, you've already asked, Hey, do you mind if ride? Yep. You're my, you're my guy hop in. Do you want me to watch for anything in particular or da da da? you know, just have that conversation, you know, do you, do you, you know, just let me know if you want me to watch for anything and and let them start the conversation, you know, um, you know, and let, cause, cause again, it's, it's often can be unsolicited advice, right? You know, it's a different when, when someone has paid a coach, well, obviously that was, that's solicited. So just make sure it's, you know, make sure it's being solicited and let, you know, have that again, ask, just have a conversation on the front end. Do you, you know, you want me to watch for anything you want, you know, just, just let me know. Guilty. <laughs> I probably guilty. am too, dude. <laughs> I can't oh, help myself. Man. I mean, I, there, there are times where I'm like, why? I mean, I, I just force them into a coaching set because I mean, obviously I'm a pro, you know, I've got, you know, 20 plus years of coaching experience. You know, I jump in the boat. I'm just having a good time watching some great skiing from some friends or, you know, people I just met. And, you know, I, it, I try to say, Hey, would you like some input? But sometimes I just take over and I'm, and I just stand up and I start talking and, and that's, I, I'm, I'm totally guilty of what you said. So I definitely want everybody here to understand that this isn't something where we're, we're talking and trying to get you yeah, guys like, for sure, working for sure. on this stuff. This is, this isn't, this isn't, it's, it's unspoken, unwritten rules. So there isn't necessarily a right and wrong, but there is, you know, over time you start to see that, you know, I'll tell you one of the ones that, you know, yeah. going along with having people in the boat that just is, drives me absolutely <laughs> yeah. batty 
is is that is that device uh, in your pocket? That's a hard one, man. Why is We're it all out? Guilty. Why are you? Ta- Who's talking on the phone <laughs> when I'm skiing? Like yeah. really? Like, dude, the boat's super loud. Like, I totally get it if you get a phone call like, oh, your kid got hurt at school or something like that. But I mean, if, if, I mean, I don't even care if, I mean, obviously, again, if you have three businessmen who yeah. are trying to get a set in on their lunch break, that yeah, might be a, a rule that 100%, you said is okay. You're right. That's a great like, point. That might call. be like, you know, you know, like, yeah, judging your, uh, you know, or, or, or understanding your, 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 your partners, you know, your, you know, you know, sort of reading the, the, the temperature of the room, if you will. Yeah, that's a great point. I because I, I was right. kind of with you. I'm like, ah, man, I do that. phones. No, you can't be doing your phones. But you're absolutely right. If there's, you know, you know, because we are in a kind of a wireless world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, unless it's unless it is the expected norm, yeah, be be cognizant of it because it is. It's like you sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you'll get um, you know, you'll see someone like just texting or whatever the hell they they I don't know what they're doing too. They might they're twitching or they're tweeting or something but you're just like oh man am i boring you <laughs> and i mean that's well, that's, that's the, exactly I've, that is I've never exactly said that, that's, that's sometimes how you feel you're like man i'm sorry <laughs> that's where i was gonna go with this i'm glad you i'm glad you said that because that is you know i've been there yeah. you know i mean it's just it is what it is but don't be that guy put your phone away i mean if if the skier asks um you know if the skier asks hey would you would you grab a a pass or two video, of mine yeah. will you video that's one thing video if you want to video the skier guess what yeah yeah another thing yeah why don't you ask that's true right? too you like, know hey make you mind some, if I, make some people nervous man like like all of a sudden you're start yeah you're just you're changing the game on the person that bottom line right bottom line is for that 10 minutes it's the person that's on the end of that rope in the water it's yeah. their time so you know, have the conversations and communicate as to, you know, expectations. And, and again, like we, we, know, we, we don't, we don't in... pretend to know your ski partners better than you do, but this is no. this, I mean, and we're all guilty of some of these things. Like sometimes it's just, you know, it's just things that we haven't really put a lot of thought into. And I, and I think that was a good one, man. I think the phone one is a really good one. I think some people have no idea that it might be off-putting to, to the skier. Uh, yep. What about, okay, well, what about this then? Like, so, so you got the nod, you want me to drive? Yep. <laughs> anything, anything there that you, that you see people maybe overlook or like, I mean, there's, I mean, just obvious to me, but you know, <clears throat> just be, um, just be engaged, you know, like that's, that's like kind of, you know, you're, you're supplying like a really, really important service. So, you know, again, it's, you know, you don't have to, it's not like you're driving the masters and it has to be everything perfect and, you know, you know, sure path only and da 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 da. Like, don't screw up that boat path. I'm not talking about that, but just you know, g- give your best effort. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, if if I'm if I'm saying something, make sure make sure that uh, make sure that the driver can focus yeah. on their job. You know, that's a really big deal. As a as a as know, a like so. as a passenger. Well, yeah, just the boat crew has to under. I mean, the the guy the the. The individual driving yeah. the boat is really, and he's going to affect the way the experience of the person skiing. And and as we just as as we just stated, like it's really important, man. You know, to have that ten minutes be for you, about you, uh, focused on you, and and so you can enjoy it to to your to your best ability. So you know, another thing that drives me nuts is when you know the passenger is non-stop talking yeah. to the driver you know I, i'm fortunate i'm, I'm probably uh, guilty know, of I, that i'm probably guilty my... of that I, and i'm thinking i'm thinking well, like think last all, night i was we... coaching a, like a uh 
one one of my favorite people I get to work with. And, and I, I was talking with her husband probably more than I should have, cause we're, we're good buddies. And, 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 uh, I, I, I probably did interfere a little bit cause there was one pass where, you know, she felt like ah, I just wasn't lined up properly. Why weren't you lined up properly? And probably the truth was is cause I was so happy and stoked to talk about the new tractor he just bought. Like, so I'm like guilty. I was like, here we go. Like we're, <laughs> we're this, we're not pointing here fingers here. I think this is, this is actually kind of a nice, uh, community effort here to make us all better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and it's, it's just, I'm fortunate. Well, I'm unfortunate in the fact that I've blown my left eardrum <sighs> three times. And so I have, I have some serious hearing loss in my left ear. So when I'm driving the boat, I, I can, someone, you know, the passenger wants to talk to me and I literally, I can see their mouth going and I can hear mumbling coming out, but I can't understand them. So I have an easy, I have an easy out and I just say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm hard of hearing anyway. So unless I'm looking at you, I can't hear you. So let's just, you know, talk on the end or talk after, but that in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, that's really a cop out because really it is like, I don't want to talk while yeah. we're in the boat. You know, I, I want to give my, I want to give my full attention when I'm driving uh, you know, because I think, I think the skier deserves it. And I take my driving as serious as I take my, uh, my skiing, right? Like I want to progress as a driver yeah, 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 just yeah. as much as I want to progress yeah, as that. Right. And then on the same token, when you're the, when you're the passenger, what, what is it that's your job? You know, I mean, when I had pros skiing with me and I'd have a student in the boat, I would just say, you're going to just sit there and, and, and yeah. enjoy. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do the rope. I got to make sure the rope goes on. Right. Do you know why, do you know why I have these rules? Because, you know, I've assumed, uh, you know, in the past that my passenger had the skills and, you know, when, you know, like when the ropes, when you break the rope uh, to put it over the, not yeah, to break the rope, mean, but you yeah, break the knot, the right? You break the knot to put it over the, over the pylon to when you shorten a rope, right? Well, you, you would, I made an assumption that the person in the boat knew exactly what they were doing and was very comfortable. Well, now all of a sudden my pro goes and pulls out for the gates and the, and the, and the rope slips and kind of, you know, totally freaks us out. And I realized my observer put on the wrong end of the rope. So it was actually coming undone, which is, which is very dangerous. So again, you know, it, it's very important safety wise and, and whatever etiquette wise to make sure you're confident in whatever you're doing. And if you are not confident, use your communication skills and tell the driver like, Hey, I don't really know that much about this. I don't feel that confident, confident in changing the rope or, you know, changing the handle or whatever that is, just communicate because obviously somebody around there is going to be more confident and will either take the time to show you or will just do it themselves depending on yep. the situation. So I think that's really um, Okay. So, well, okay. We're, we're like, we're skiing. We're having fun. <laughs> I promise you we're having, yeah, I promise no, you we're having I fun. Mean, um, okay. Here's, here, here's, I think this is a, a beauty too. Like, um, course maintenance, man, you have to know how you have to know how to put buoys on. And, and every site around the world is very, very, very similar, but they're all, you know, there, there, you know, there are little nuances. There's probably, you know, really there's probably only a dozen ways you'll ever see buoys, you know, hooked and, and, and ways of lowering them and tightening them and, and so on. But, um, don't let yourself be the guy who just doesn't know how to do it. And then just use that one for years. <laughs> like you, if you don't know how to do it, you know, um, uh, I mean, ask to see it. Yeah. Or ask to see a setup before you get in the water, you know, like, you know, cause most people carry an extra in the boat, but, um, yeah, if you, if you don't know how to do it, learn. And, and like, that's, it's, I, I can, I, I can just remember, you know, as a kid, 
being just dumped, just dumped in. And well, you're, you're, you're going to have to figure this one out and you learn really quickly. It's, but, you know, ask how to do it. See if you could, if you can see it in your hands on dry land or in the boat before you get in the water, that's awesome. But you got to know how to, how to adjust the course. Yeah, uh, man, I, I'm speechless because it's, it's a yes on that. You know, if, if this, if it happens to be that a buoy comes out <clears throat> and somebody needs to take care of it on the fly, and it's the the boat driver is the most comfortable person. That's fine. Guess what you can do? You can drive the boat while they do, you know, while they while they try to fix the buoy. I mean, you you can help out in other ways. You can hand them the scissors that they might need for a zip tie to cut off or, you know, an extra cord, you know, whatever it is. You can be helpful and then in like you said in the same in the same way, just make sure you're you know, learning on the fly yeah. as well. Hey, so, I, I, let me ask yeah, you this no, one cuz this one I, I encounter all the time and I, I don't really ever know how to take it. What 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 about rolling up someone's rope? Cause I get this all the time. They're like, Oh, here, I'm just gonna let you do it. Cause you're probably really picky. And my response is always like, well, I you know, I, I don't really care. Just do whatever you want to it. But, but what, what, what do you, is that ever annoying to people? Like if someone rolls up the rope wrong or would you rather just like, where, where, where should you go in that one? Should you just give it to the skier? Or should you like, this one seems kind of silly, but it just popped my mind because I hear it all the time. For me, I, none of that yeah. stuff bothers me. Wrap, you know, roll my rope up. I might, you know, <clears throat> depending on how you, <laughs> depending on how you tie my rope at the end, I may or may not love it. You know, I have, I have a system that I like to do that's really easy and whatever, but ultimately, yeah, no, wrap my yeah. rope up, do what you need to do with it. You know, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. If I'm not cool with it, I'm going to do the same thing that we've said over this whole episode. I'm going to communicate with you and say, Hey, thank you so much for doing that. You know, this is what I'm looking for. Now on the same token, Every once in a while, you're going to find a person and, and I see this all the time and they're, you know, and they're pros, they're amateurs. This, this goes along with everybody. There are people who are, you know, very, very much worried about the, I mean, they'll take the boat, leave the handle in the boat, let the rope go out of the boat and drag it behind the boat so it can yeah. unwind. And so it can be the perfectly most long straight rope possible. And, you know, that type of person is just going to, they may want to have to do their own rope because of that. I don't, I mean, I'm not the guy that's going to sit there and, and twist his handle 20 times to the left to try to make my rope longer. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, it's never really bothered me on that end, but again, no rope handling yeah. for me, you know, I mean, I think the one thing that I do more so now than I used to do is when I do wrap someone's rope, you know, I, like I usually drive then I, you know, whip them wherever they need to end up, you know, to finish their set. And then I stop the boat and I'm usually out in the lake. I don't usually go back into the dock with the rope hanging out and I stop and I just grab the rope and I usually hang the rope outside of the boat and I, and I wrap it outside of the boat just so I'm not, you know, putting more water in the boat. <laughs> I do that but too. <laughs> again, that's like, that's, I mean, I think that that's a personal thing. Like when I was in Florida, I, you know, I was like, dude, you don't need to do that. You just yeah. wrap it in the boat. Boat's getting wet every day with rain, with, you know, spray, with wind and all this stuff. So I didn't mind, but you know, those are little common courtesies. Yeah. I do. I now. do that too. You know, I do that too, because I wear socks in the boat so I don't burn my feet <laughs> and wet socks right. really sucks. Uh, it gets so annoying. I got a great oh. one then. I got, okay. I just, I got it yeah, because, better, because we're, we're talking about water here. Oh, yeah. don't get in the boat wet. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's not fair because if you're out free skiing and da, 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 I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But if there's a coach in the boat, 
and you want it and you, and you know, and your buddy's about to go and get coached by namely me <laughs> and he's cool with it. Make sure one that the coach is cool with it. Cause like, cause to be honest, like sometimes, you know, if it's like 110 degrees, like I, I just won't let three people in the boat. Cause it, honestly it is hotter, but but don't get in wet. There's the only thing worse than wet socks is a wet butt. Don't get don't don't get the seat wet. Well, you can get in my mind. You can get in wet, but dear goodness, please don't. Sit down oh, wet. It's so yeah, you can get in wet. Obviously, yeah, because like you're skiing. Spring, but don't plop down in that in that dry seat next oh. to the dry observer and get his butt wet. Oh man, <laughs> that one drives me nuts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, 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 <clears throat> that's unbelievable. Actually, the worst yeah. one for me, worst is the driver, ah, the driver's seat. They don't dry out. So uh, whenever I go skiing, whenever I go skiing, if I'm going to, if I know I'm going to be in the, I, no matter what, when I go to the lake, I bring two to three pair yeah. of board shorts. I always bring either a towel or, you know, a changing poncho, you know, that type of thing, changing towel. And as soon as I'm done skiing, I wipe off yeah. and I change. And, you know, the only reason that you and I know this is because we spend countless hours in the boat and there is literally in the summer. I mean, sometimes it's so hot. You're going to get, I mean, the, my term is swamp, yeah, butt, yeah. right? <laughs> you're going to get swamp, you're going to get swamp, butt. but I'm telling you swamp, butt actually whatever metastasizes into, into like a rash <laughs> into you know, like it's not awesome. It's you don't, don't that's do not that to what your you buddies. want. Now, if everybody in your boat is jumping in wet, I mean, in Vermont, yeah, no, and maybe that's maybe we that's just, the we thing. Were wet. That everybody might be the was thing, wet. but look around because maybe you are the only one who's who's sitting in the seats wet. You might be, and if you are, then you're probably that guy. <laughs> please, please at least just ask before yeah. you sit down. Don't sit down and then ask. Just say, hey, like, hey. Can I, can I sit down? Cause if you like you everyone know, that knows I mean, me, like I'm like the... really, really easy going and I, and I'll like, I'll pretty much just kind of find a way to navigate, but that's one thing I'm like, no, 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 no. And I get bugged people bug me about this. I'm like, you're the nicest guy, but man, you get upset if someone sits down wet next to you. <laughs> yep. Oh my that funny. goodness. That was an amazing <laughs> one to be honest. I mean, for me, for me, that's that, that, uh, that right there. Swamp butt is pet peeve number yeah. one. Yeah. Like that, that right there trumps all. <laughs> you could jump in, you could jump in the boat with muddy shoes and I'm not going to freak out as much as I will. I literally would lose my marbles every time someone, and it happened. And you know, there, for me, they were clients. They weren't, you know, they weren't, if they were friends, I'd be I, you know, I just always said like, yeah. this is what we do. You're like, yo, at least put a towel down. You know, if you yeah, don't, yeah, if yeah. you didn't bring a, if you didn't bring a, a spare pair of shorts or a bathing suit or whatever, then at least like double up your, double up your towel and build sit a, down build on a, that. Build a so dam. Minimizing how much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That was really funny. Oh okay. man, swamp. But I, I, you know, it has been a while since I've, you know, since I've been doing the, yeah. the pro coaching thing and, and, and having to deal with that. But out here in Utah, number one, it is so dry out here. You, I mean, after a set, you, you throw your vest down, you know, on the, on the dock opened up, somebody skis, you flip it over, somebody skis, it's dry yeah. as a bone. I mean, so we don't have as much of a problem, but I can tell you that we still, I don't know, a wet, uh, I don't know of a person that jumps in our boats that is wet yeah, yeah, after yeah. they ski, you know, it's just not a thing. You get out, you change and then, and then, and then go on. What, so, uh, you know, that what, being, what about tournaments? Yeah. 
So like, you know, cause, so this is, and like, you know, like all uh, these were all like really, really cool. But, but when you go to a tournament, um, you're going to, it's not, it's not going to be just, you know, that surrounded by those, you know, that, that kind of intimate sort of uh, two or three people that you prop, you might ski with three times a week. Like, you know, you're kind of going into a, a larger field with a, with a lot of people you don't know. So what, what's, what, what's the kind of like the first thing when you, when you show up at a tournament, it's just to say it's like your normal, your, your normal record event, your normal, you know, weekend tournament. What, 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 what's, what's your first move? Yeah. My first move is to find my spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you're <laughs> staging. I want, yeah. Yeah. I got to find, I need, I need to find my spot and I want to have my spot and my spots, let's just call yeah. it my safety zone. Right. Like that's my, that's my spot. Any, anything, man. anything you need to and avoid then know. when you're choosing that? Well, you gotta, you gotta figure out yeah. what you want. Right. I mean, some people, some people are very, uh, some people are very social and they're very, they, you know, they just want to hang and they want, so they want to put their ski in the most popular yeah. spot, you know, and, and be in the center of action. For me, I'm, I'm choosing a shady yeah. spot. I'm choosing a spot a little bit off the beaten path. I mean, I'm not talking like <laughs> other end of the lake yeah. stuff or anything, Yeah, you know, like I'm in the zone. I'm just like, I want to have my spot and I want to, I want to be able to like, take care of whatever I need to take care of without, you know, stepping over everybody. Now, <clears throat> hey, we, you and I have been on tour. We know what it's like to be stuck in a tent with 30 people. And that's your only spot that you have yeah. for safety, you know, or not for safety, but for having personal Moomba. space and knowing, you know, that you're downtown that you're, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Exa exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, right? you're not going to like, you're so, not going to go put your stuff in yeah, the, you know, one of those weird public outhouses that are all over Melbourne. <laughs> yeah exactly but that's exactly, exactly. right so well no that's exactly it. so if you you know if you're the guy that wants your 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 stuff in the main tent then go in the main tent but i'm, I'm like you like i I'm, i usually look for just a shade tree so if i see you know if i see if i see someone else's stuff under this tiny bit of shade under this small shade tree then i'm not going to put my stuff there because i'm going to be like okay well whoever's stuff this is he's probably looking for like you know, a little bit of separation from the, from the masses. So, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're going for the main, main shade tent, yeah, pop it down wherever it'd be, you know, be mindful of people's stuff. But, but if, uh, yeah, if, when I'm looking for that little shade tree, you know, maybe ideally, you know, as close to the starting dock as possible, but if I'd see someone else's gear in this tiny little, um, haven, then I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna barge in on it. Um, so then, and then yep. from there, I'm going to, you know, you need to find out wh how long till you're up. Right. And so I think the only thing in, in this instance is, is, you know, don't bum rush the dock start or the starting dock. And, 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 you know, and, and that's not where you need to find out if you're, if you're, if you're up next, cause there's, there's nothing worse than, you know, especially like a small starting dock or, you know, there's nothing worse than a whole bunch of people there, you know, rocking the dock and, 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 you know, when you're, you're trying to just get that last, you know, 30 seconds of, of, of calm before you go out. So, you know, there'll be, there's usually, there's usually running orders posted a, they're usually online B um, or C you just ask someone else, but kind of stay off that starting dock until you, until you need to be there until you're supposed to be there. That's unbelievable that you just said that. I mean, so crucial, especially when you're on Ooh. a floating dock. If you've got a person who's trying to get their crap ready and, you know, they're already dealing, most people are dealing with nerves, you know, it's foreign, a lot of, for a lot of people, it's a foreign yeah. sight. And then you're going to come on and you're going to, you know, start bouncing the dock. They're trying to put their ski on. They're trying not to fall in the lake. The boat's coming. It, it just becomes a lot. So that's, that's number one. Number two, this is a really key one. If you're 
I guess the point is like, don't come on the dock and just be spewing and talking and being loud and, and being nuts. If the dock isn't yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, when I'm on the dock and we're at, you know, at a suntan event or a Stillwater event here in Utah and, you know, whatever, for me, it's super low key. So yeah, come on. I'm, pro- I'm probably going to be chatting with you <laughs> saying hi, whatever. If that person that you see on the dock looks like they're really intense, I'm going to pretty much guarantee they don't really yeah. want to talk to you. They're trying to, they've got their progression that they're trying to go through and anything that you do is distracting that's, you from yeah, them. That's and, interesting. And, you know, that's really, that's really nice. And you know, you and know? it is really nice. Like when I'm skiing tournaments here, uh, uh, you know, and I get this all the time, you know, cause when I'm at tournaments, I, I, I generally have relationships or coach um, I'm friends with or coach in you know, the majority of the people there. And it's really nice when someone will be like, Oh, you know, they'll start in the conversation and then they'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're probably trying you know, trying to get ready. And my response typically is, you know, no, I mean, I, I enjoy, you know, conversation when I'm, even when I am trying to get ready. So, but, but it's a really nice gesture when someone, when someone does that. So yeah, be, be mindful of that. And then I think, you know, back to <clears throat> starting dogs, like, like once you are there, like, you know, typically I think like a nice rule of thumb is, you know, don't, don't go on the starting dock unless you're, um, you know, you know, at bat, if you will, or, or like, you know, so the, there's a person on the water, the next person yeah. is probably putting their ski on or close to it you then the next person that's okay but don't but don't don't you know it's and it's different for kids like i love watching the junior skiers when there's like all 15 of them down there at once that's that's kind of cool but you know don't don't crowd the starting dock like you know give yourself you know one you know one guy up next and one other guy and then after that just just kind of stay off it and when it is time to be on the starting dock this one's really important because like you already touched on a lot of them are floating like like i really like to you know, if I'm trying to, you know, kind of raise my, my, you know, my, my levels a little bit, I, I, I love to bounce around, jump around a little bit, but if someone's trying to put their bindings on, do not, do not, do not. This happened to me at the worlds in Russia in 2011. And, and it was a big floating dock, but it was really, really unstable. And, and the guy who was coming out after me would not stop jumping and jumping and jumping. And, and I, I'm trying to put my bindings on. I almost fall. My liner falls in the water. I'm already nervous as heck. So it was like, I, I like, I'm easy guy, but I really, I really wanted to punch this guy in the mouth. So like, just, just be, be aware of that, man. It's not easy to put double, especially double bindings. Don't get that dock. Don't get that dock a oh. rocking when someone's trying to do their thing. No, that's an etiquette fail or that's a perfect message. Yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, and, and you know, that's, it says a lot about it's a, your actions that aren't spoken say a lot about <laughs> Good you. Point. Right. So, so, you know, just try to, just try to be mindful. I'm, I just, I always think about things, you know, and you know, I got like, uh, yeah. here's one. If you got a bunch of people lined yeah. up to ski, I'm going to move away yeah, from yeah. tournament a little bit, but if you got a bunch of people lined up to ski, unspoken rule six passes or 15 minutes yeah like we're not gonna you're not gonna do six passes while having full-on conversations at the end of the lake and making everybody else wait and pushing you know 20 minutes you know like just think about it it's not like you have to rush enjoy your time but just know it's six passes or 15 minutes is the general if nothing's ever said that's the general deal and then hey if that if you have a stack up be ready when the person is getting ready for their yeah, six pass. Right? Especially on some of these you lakes. You know what I mean? Like so be busy. ready. Gloves yeah. on. Gloves on. Ski on. Ready to go. Not because it's a rush, 
it's courtesy so that you keep this process going. It limits the downtime. I mean, you and I run ski school or have run or, you know, coaching or whatever you want to call it. And every minute that goes by is one minute less that people can't ski during the day. So, and and you know what, and it's, and it's also stressful thing. You think of it as like, okay, you're, you're being courteous to the people who are coming out after you, but it's actually better for you too, because you know, you see this all the time where it's like the person comes in like, Oh, well, Oh, I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were done. And then, and then now as the skier, you've got to scramble and now you're out of your, you know, you might as well start getting ready when when they're on their second pass. So you can just go about at your own pace and hang out with your buds and, and not, you know, not feel all rushed and panicky. So it's better for your own skiing as well. Yep. And, uh, so I, I think that's a, that's a big deal. You know, I grew up in Vermont. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of time where we'd have two, three, four boats out on a public lake waiting on the course. Right. And, uh, another thing, just same, same exact thing, be ready, you know, be in the water. When you see that person taking their six pass back, jump off the boat, bring the boat tight, they whip out, they're done, you know, communicate with the other boat that you're done and then wait for the rollers to clear, you know, the boat wakes to clear and then go, you know, just keep it. But the other thing to remember is when you're one of those boats that's waiting, turn your bow into the direction of travel or into the perpendicular to the direction of travel, you know, like be conscious of your boat rollers, be conscious of what you're doing. If you need to run down a course, do it in the direction of the course. Don't, don't ever do it perpendicular when you're moving. So you're, you don't want to wash a boat wave all the way down the lake and have to wait five minutes to be safe to ski or to ruin a person's <laughs> first pass, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's just dangerous stuff, but, but think about it, you know, just try to have a global, what, what would you want? There's the best. And then one. if, if what you want is different from everybody else, which it may be, you might, you know, if you come from a ski school situation and you go to like the situation I grew up in, in Vermont might be two totally different things. Like the most courteous thing you might be doing is stopping at Dunkin' Donuts and making sure you bring coffee for everybody. Cause we're going to have to wait for That's the fog awesome to too. lift at 5 30 AM. I like that. Right. You know, like you got to know your situation, know your uh, ski partners. And if you don't know, and you're new to your situation, make sure that you're communicating with your group and uh, you're on time and that you're just, you're, you're, you're humble. Just be humble, ask questions, you know, yeah, don't assume. Perfect. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, again, like, you know, this is, this is a neurotic bunch, <laughs> but you know, um, chances are, you know, you're as neurotic as the rest of us. So um, yeah, you know, that's it. And you, and actually like we could have clicked uh, end after your first sentence when this whole thing is about communication. <laughs> 